Good morning. You're listening to Real Life, Real People Radio on this Sunday morning. Thank you for joining us today. What a glorious day it is. And thank you for those of you listeners who've been listening each and every Sunday. If you've been listening the month of January, you know that we've been talking about how to share your story for God's glory. We all have a story. And we've been hearing from people who I've been interviewing who have just tremendous stories. So today, I'm going to bring in a special guest to tell his story. And so before we get started, let me invite you to sit back, relax, grab your favorite cup of coffee, grab hold of your Bibles, but most importantly, grab hold of Jesus, and He will bring the Bible to life for you. Let me lead us in a word of prayer, and we'll introduce our next guest. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you so much. We praise you for this new year and the new things that you're doing in and through us and and just what's going on in our world, Lord. We just, we know that you're at work and we thank you. We thank you for these stories. We thank you for what you're doing in each of our lives. And Lord, we praise you for giving us direction and guidance. And Lord, may we trust you and obey and listen. Show us, Lord, what we need to see. Tell us, Lord, what we need to hear. And may we listen and obey each and every day. We love you and we thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I would like to um, introduce someone to you that most of you probably already know. His name is Pepper Perrier, and he is the minister at First Baptist Church in Mount Vernon. How are you? Jill, good morning. Good morning. How's it going? It's good to be back on the radio with you on Sunday morning. Yes. Good deal. Good deal. New year? New year. A lot of newness. Absolutely. I love New Year's because I get a new start. I sort of clean Mm -hmm. out the clutter of my mind and heart and soul, but also clean out the clutter in my office, and and, uh, it's a new start. That's great. That's great. And I I do, too. And I think it's great because we kind of look back and, you know, what do we want to do different this year? What what do you think you would like to do different this year? Well, simplify. I think that's my new word for 2023. I kind of get a a word for the year, I think, Mm -hmm. and try to let it guide me. Uh, so simplify is my word for mm-hmm. 2023. I love that. Explain what you're going to simplify. Well, well, you know, there's a passage of scripture in Philippians chapter three, where Paul says, this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind, pressing forward to what lies ahead. Uh, but just this one thing I do, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I think that, uh, so many times I can, I can get my to-do list gets long and, uh, the the tasks seem endless, and I am really just trying to focus on the basics, mm-hmm. uh, concentrate on what's important, uh, and simplify. I had yeah. a person tell me one time that don't uh, list your priorities, prioritize your list, and mm. and so good advice. Yeah, and and so that's that's what I try to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, another way of saying that was would be schedule your priorities. Mm-hmm. So, so many times we. We kind of leave for the end of the day or for the end of the week or maybe for the end of the month things that are really important to us, but we just never quite get to do them Mm -hmm. because we don't schedule a time to do it. Mm -hmm. And that can be anything from simply like working out, taking care of your physical body, or it could be your daily time with the Lord, uh, a prayer time, Mm -hmm. just fellowshipping with other believers. So again, uh, my new word for 2023 is just simplify. 
Mm-hmm. I bet you'll be preaching about that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you, you might hear a few sermons yeah, on that. Yeah. You might. You well, might. let's talk about when did you decide to become a minister? When did you hear that calling? Or did you hear God calling well, you? Well, I, I, absolutely you did. I believe all pastors have, have, have a calling from God to do it, to be a pastor. Other, otherwise, they should not be or would, would not be in the ministry. Jill, I was uh, raised in a Christian home. My mom and dad were both Christians. I've been to church since I was a little boy, taken every Sunday and very active in a youth group when I was in high school at First Baptist Church in Cisco, Texas, and went to uh, Howard Payne University in Brownwood, Texas, which is a college that is operated under the direction of the Baptist Young Convention of Texas. It's a, it's a Baptist college. But I went because I wanted to be involved in athletics, and I wasn't big enough or fast enough to play college football or even college basketball. But I went as the manager for the college, college basketball team there at Howard Payne, and that was I was going to stay involved in the athlete, athletic mm-hmm. world. My dad was a football coach. I'd grown up in that world, and so I did. And it was during my sophomore year at Howard Payne that that I really got serious about what it is the Lord wants me to do. I, I never really thought that He had a specific uh, mm-hmm. task for me or a profession for me or whatever. Uh, I had just kind of rolled with the punches uh, when I started as a freshman at Hired Pain. I loved accounting. Uh, it came natural to me. I made A's in it in high school, took several accounting classes while I was in high school, loved it. So when they asked me as a freshman, what's your major? I said accounting. And so, <laughs> yeah. so, so, so I started in, in, as an accounting major and, and was headed down that road until I got involved in a Bible study, got involved with some Christian guys at Howard Payne who were more mature in the faith than I was. They were upperclassmen, junior and senior. Uh, and, and so they kind of became mentors to me. Mm-hmm. And really for the first time in, in my life, I've seriously begin to pray and study about maybe what the Lord wanted me to do. And, and I'll never forget it. I can take you to the spot in the athletic dorm at Howard Payne, still there today. Uh, in fact, I was back on campus about nine months ago, and I went to the very dorm room where I used to Did live in. Did you really? Absolutely. How awesome. We went to the very dorm yeah. room where I uh-huh. where I lived in Taylor Hall at Howard Payne University in Brownwood, I can take you to the to the, that very spot to where I got down on my knees, and, and that's not a figure of speech, literally, mm-hmm. and just ask mm-hmm. the Lord what what it is He wanted me to do with my life. And very clear, God spoke to my heart, preach the word, preach the word. And up until then, I had never really thought about or considered the fact mm-hmm. that He wanted me in the ministry or wanted me to be full-time. In, in the ministry, and you know, someone said, "Well, did you hear an audible voice?" And my my answer has always been, "No, it was a lot clearer than that." Because <laughs> <laughs> he spoke to your heart. Yes, he did. And when you say that, you mean you just kind of you just knew you knew this is what I'm supposed to do. Right, absolutely. And you didn't go there with that intention. Yeah. But I I'm so glad those men were in your life to encourage you. They were to, to allow you to do the Bible study and just mentor you. Yeah. Don't you think that kind of led you? Oh, absolutely, on that yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there, uh, 
Honestly, there were not many Christians on the basketball team at that mm-hmm. time. There was a couple couple of guys that, as manager for the basketball team, that we sort of bonded because, again, they were followers of Christ. And, and so, so the three of us, we would go down even to a different dorm and at uh, 11 o'clock on Thursday nights. And you know why we had Bible study at 11 o'clock on Thursday nights? I'm sure there's a reason. There is a perfect, goodly good reason for it. Uh, curfew was at 11 o'clock, and the girls had to be in their dorm rooms at 11. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all and had so, to... And so after 11 o'clock at night, no more girls. <laughs> yeah, you just went on to do the Bible study. So, so we so we went to Bible study. Don't, don't ask me. Uh, how Howard Payne got away with having a curfew for girls and not a curfew oh, for guys. Oh, I was going to ask. Hey, but, that but that wouldn't happen no, today. No, that would probably. not happen today. But yeah. there were no, there was no curfew mm-hmm. for the guys' dorms at Howard Payne when mm-hmm. I attended. But the girls did mm-hmm. have curfew. And Monday through Thursday nights, it was 11 p.m. They had to be in their mm-hmm. rooms, which is crazy that when you is. think about it today. But, but anyway, so we had Bible study yeah. at 11 o'clock on Thursday night in one of these older upperclassmen who was studying to be a pastor. One of them was already pastoring. And they again, they mm-hmm. just became mentors in, in my life. They really mm-hmm. did. And I thank God for them every day. One of them is, uh, unfortunately, uh, had cancer and mm-hmm. did not survive and is with the Lord today in heaven. The other one is still alive, lives in Fayetteville, Arkansas, and we communicate about mm-hmm. once or twice a year, and I just thank him for the investment he made in a little yeah. freshman boy right. when, when I was in college. Well, and that's important. I'm glad that you said that because I think we do need to go back and thank those people in yeah. our life that have made a difference, that have brought us closer to God. So yeah. he would be that one person. And, right. and the other gentleman that you said who is with the Lord right, right now. Yeah. Well, when you heard preach the word, did you question well, okay, I don't know, Lord. I mean, because sometimes we think we hear right, the right. Lord, and then we're like, we kind of talk ourselves out of it. Well, no. And well, you know what I'm saying? Let me tell you, the next morning, I had prayed, all right, Lord, if this is what you want me to do, give me a piece about it. Okay. Because I think that's a sign in our lives that we have heard from the mm-hmm. Lord. There's a couple of other ways we can know that we, we have heard from the Lord if you know, if if you have people around you that are ministering to you that confirm it, that mm-hmm. say, okay, that fits Pepper, you know, then you you probably have heard from the Lord. But one of the ways that, that we know that we've heard from the Lord, whether it be in my life or anybody that's listening to, to us this morning, is that when you make a decision that you feel like is the will of God, He will give you a peace. Mm-hmm. It, it, it doesn't mean that everything's going to be smooth, it, it can be a peace in the midst of conflict. But but So I prayed and said, Lord, if this is what you want me to do, if you want me to change directions, because I have to change majors. I was already a year and a half into an accounting major. I'd have to change majors, kind of start all over with, with a degree in, in biblical studies. Uh, so give me a piece about it. And, and so I, I, the next morning, uh, you know, you make your way... Uh, uh, to get ready for class, and I'm 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 getting ready, and I I catch myself singing. I've got peace like a river. I've got mm, peace like mm-hmm. a river. And a little chorus I had learned when wow. I was a child, when I was a, when I was a grade schooler, uh, d- down in my soul. And I caught myself singing that. I mean, it's like, I, and and it was just like the Lord confirmed, mm. yes, Pepper, see you peace in your heart based on this yeah. life changing really. 
mm-hmm. life-altering decision. Because at that moment, there in the dorm in December of my sophomore year at Howard Payne, my my life turned, mm-hmm. and it has never been the same since. Right. Well, thank God that He spoke to you that day, and and you did listen, and you found that peace. That's great advice yeah. because a lot of times we're asking the Lord for help or guidance or we want discernment what to do. Yeah. And I think what you said is a good indication. You have a peace. Right. right. And and you wait. You don't always just react. You know, you said you prayed a little more right. about Correct. it and then made that change. Right. So Absolutely. well great story Absolutely. and I'm Absolutely. glad you got to go and see that place where you made that decision. Yeah. And I bet was, that brought you. Well peace. yeah, it was it was it was kind of emotional, uh really, because yeah. it it had all it had literally I had not been back to that spot. I'd been back to the campus, of course, at Howard Payne since I graduated, but but I had not taken the time and I had a little mm-hmm. free time that day, but but actually I had gone to uh to speak in the chapel services at Howard Payne. But but I had not taken the time to go back up there and uh, just to be able to stand in that exact spot where in 1977 you mm-hmm. you stood yeah. and and your life turned. You're just, right. As I said a moment ago, my life changed at that moment. The direction of my life changed mm-hmm. in that way. I have no idea what, what, where I'd be or what I'd be doing today if if it had not turned at that mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. And there are no coincidences. No, I absolutely mean, none. just God's provision yeah. and calling. And, and and what do you call that when God puts you where you need to be, those divine... It's just a divine you know? appointment, divine mm-hmm. calling. Mm-hmm. And, and so really, the first sermon I preached, Jill, you know, my little old... Hometown Church, First Baptist Church in Cisco, they licensed me into the gospel ministry. That that meant yes, we see evidence in this young man that God has called him to preach. And and the first sermon I preached, I used the text Proverbs three, five, and six. And probably many of our listeners this morning have heard that before, or maybe know what it says. But if you don't. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your path. And that was the three points of my sermon. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him. And then there's a promise. So I, I say often, there was three points and a promise. I've been alliterating for a long time. But but uh, that that's really my life story. That, that was really what my testimony to what the Lord had done in my life. I had to come to that place where I trusted him with all my heart, didn't lean to my own understanding, didn't have it all figured out, uh, in all my ways, acknowledged him, yielded to him, Lord, if this is what you want me to do, I'll do it. And he has directed my path every day now since uh, 1977. That's, what, 45 years ago. And so, wow. That is great. And so that would be your life verse. Would That's you say? my life verse, Jill. It is. That is. So if someone is listening and hasn't put their trust in the Lord with all their heart, that's the first step you would say that needs to happen. Absolutely. And how does one do that? Well, to trust in the Lord with all your heart means that you are going to give up uh, trying to be good in order to earn God's favor. You're going to give up trying to... Uh, trying to save yourself, you're, you're going to give up the reins of your own life 
and you're going to acknowledge that uh, Jesus uh, died on the cross to forgive you of your sin, and you're going to invite him to be Lord and Savior of your life, and you invite him into your life, and he comes in, and he takes over. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, if, you, if you're listening this morning and have never trusted the Lord Jesus, all you have to do, acknowledge that you have sinned, believe that Jesus' death on the cross is the payment, forgiveness of your sin, and then commit your life to him. Mm-hmm. And he will. He'll direct your path every day. Wow. So why wouldn't we want to do that? Why wouldn't yeah. we want to do that? Yeah. Absolutely. I'm so Absolutely. glad that he allows us that freedom yeah. to do that. do that. And it really is. It's a choice. He doesn't force us yeah. to have that relationship, but he rewards those who Amen. follow them. Amen. First of all, with that eternal life yeah. that you get. We know where we're going to be when we die. Absolutely. And see those loved ones that passed before us. And there's more right now joy Amen. and just Absolutely. a peace. Absolutely. No matter what's going on in your life. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk a little bit about... What do you hear God speaking to you now in these times? You heard, you know, years ago, preach the word. <laughs> and I know you're still preaching the word. Yeah, well, it's still you. that. You know, I say preach the word, and, and that, again, that was what I felt like was my primary calling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had I entered into the, uh, uh, the, the school of Christianity at Howard Payne, and I had friends, of course, who were also now pursuing ministry. And a, a lot of them were becoming youth ministers, and I, I never did. I, I never became the youth minister and then worked into the pastor. I just felt like God had called me to preach the Word, and so I just began to wait until God provided a church for me to pastor. And five months later, He did. I mean, it was just it was a just a short time for me. I only waited about five months and had the opportunity to pastor. So I've been pastoring a church since May of 1978. And every year, you hopefully get a little better in your craft of preaching the Word. Mm -hmm. Now, where I am today, Jill, you know, we have come through a very difficult time in the last Mm -hmm. two to three years. People uh, have have, uh, just their world have been turned upside down uh, in many cases with COVID. And I've lost church members. I've Mm -hmm. done funerals of church members who died of COVID. And so it's a different, different day, I think, as a pastor of a of First Baptist Mount Vernon in that regard, but the word hadn't changed, the gospel hasn't mm-hmm. changed. We we may use different methods to get the word out than we used before, but the message has not changed. the The methods that we use, as I like to say, the methods we use change, but the message has never changed. And God told me and showed me long ago that that if you preach to to hurting hearts. You'll never lack for an audience because there's hurting mm-hmm. hearts in every pew. Yeah. And just in the past year, that's become more evident and obvious mm-hmm. to me. The people that I preach to Sunday in and Sunday out on a regular basis at First Baptist Mount Vernon, it's, it's been a difficult year aside from COVID. It's just been, I've had some church members who've had a really difficult year in their own personal lives and in the lives of their families and in the life of their finances and health issues. And so, so I'm, I guess I'm, I'm now I'm focusing more on a God who meets us at our point of need, a God who comforts us. And, and a God who who loves us through 
the difficulties and the heartaches and the mm-hmm. pains of life. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like you're burdened for your people. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Abs- absolutely. Mm-hmm. absolutely. And that's that's such a great quality of a pastor to really care and be burdened for those that, that you shepherd. And, and not only your congregation, but I've seen you in the community burdened for those yeah, people who sure. don't know Jesus or who are searching for him. And so you would invite anyone to come sure. and be a part worship of with this us. family. Absolutely. On Sunday mornings at First Baptist Church in Mount Vernon, we have worship at 1030. And, and you're welcome. You're, you're welcome to come. And I hope and pray that every Sunday you will find a warm, friendly uh, group of people. But you will also, more important than that, that you will also... Uh, Feel the presence of the mm-hmm. Lord in our midst and have a personal encounter with Him when mm-hmm. you you worship with us. Mm-hmm. It's my prayer every Sunday morning before I even start my sermon. We pause and we pray and ask God to speak to every heart that's sitting out there. We all are at a different mm-hmm. place in our walk with the Lord. So we all are at a different place as far as what we need to hear from the Lord that day. And we ask the Lord just to meet mm-hmm. us all at that at that point yeah. of our need this morning. Yes. And I understand you've been pastoring here at this church for 30 years this month. <laughs> That's exactly right. 30 Jill. years. 30 that... years ago, January of 1993, mm-hmm. I arrived in Mount Vernon, yeah. Texas yeah. to be the pastor at First Baptist Church. And would you think you would have been here 30 years later? No, honestly, no. Yeah. You never you never think that long term. But you know, it goes back to what I said a moment ago out of Proverbs chapter 3, 5, and 6. you He'll direct your path. Mm-hmm. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. All your ways acknowledge Him, and He'll direct your path. And it's almost been like just a daily direction of our path. We've never felt the calling to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a... Uh, I have twin boys who were in the third grade, and I had uh, a little girl who was four years old when we moved to Mount Vernon. And my wife and I came, and not knowing what to expect, I I came from Vivian, Louisiana, a church that loved us and cried when we left, and we cried too because we had deep friendships made in that congregation, but came here because we felt God had called us here. And so just every day, we felt God leading us here uh, in different in different ways. Those three children of mine, the twin boys, are both married. I have five grandchildren. My daughter recently got married. And so, uh, yeah, we're, we have deep roots in Mount Vernon now. We you sure do. do. My wife, Deborah, taught school for 20 years in the high school at Mount Vernon High School. And so you just get to do in life. Mm-hmm. And you get to do in life with the Lord. And you get to do in life ministering to people. And my, 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 the years go by. Yeah. And he has been telling you to stay. Preach the word. Preach the Are word. You, right. Not finished yet. <laughs> yeah. So in your 30 years here in Mount Vernon, you've seen a lot. I have seen a lot. I and what it. stands out to you about your time here in this community? I mean, I know there's a lot of things, but when you think back on just that first day coming here, and now here we are 30 years later. So that's a long time. Three decades. Three <laughs> You make me sound so old, Jill. Three decades. No, I, Jill, I've seen people's lives changed. That's mm-hmm. that's the rewarding part of it. 
and and I guess that may be a part of why I never have even considered going somewhere else because when you when you've been here 30 years i'm i'm now baptizing believers and i baptize their parents you know i'm, I'm baptizing the children of people mm-hmm. that, that mm-hmm. i've baptized i'm marrying the children of people that i married and so you just you get the long-term view in walking with people on their spiritual mm-hmm. journey and mm-hmm. i've seen people mature i've seen people come to grow and love the Lord in a way that didn't have that same love 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. I've seen a church that I pastor turn into a very generous, giving church. Uh, I've seen a church grow into uh, a church that has others in mind, uh, ministering outside our walls. And so uh, it's just been good. Over the years, it has been. And you've been very blessed to be able to see that. Not all pastors can say that. Right, absolutely. That they've been able to see all those yeah. um, just growth opportunities of all yeah. of these people in your congregation. I mean, I, I can look out there on Sunday morning, and there's a man sitting over there, and there's a lady sitting over there. And mm-hmm. you know, I just think about where were they 20 years ago? Where, where were they? Some of them 30 years ago. I, I can I still have folks here that were here that very first Sunday that I preached. You know, the first yeah. Sunday in January of 1993, they were sitting in a pew, and they're still out there. And they're still in the same <laughs> pew. Exactly. I, I wasn't going to say that. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll let you say it. They're still sitting in the yeah. same pew. But you can just see the, the, the growth in their mm-hmm. life into spiritual maturity. And, and you can see the heartaches and the difficulties and the valleys and the deaths and the, all the things mm-hmm. that they've experienced in their life and how you as a pastor get to walk with people through mm-hmm. those experiences. Mm-hmm. There's just there, there's a rich richness to doing life with people on a long-term basis. Mm-hmm. Well, you just have been such a blessing to this community and this church and just everyone well, that meets you. you likes you. Thank you. There's everyone knows who Pepper is. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So That's right. You've been here long enough. Long you enough. Know? That's right. So, That's no, right. no, you better not leave. Right. <laughs> Have no plans. <laughs> Have no plans to. So, what are your your plans? This is a new year, and I know you're always hearing from God. And is there a scripture or a message? I know you said simplicity or living a right. simple life, but right. is there anything else that you want to share as we? get to our closing point um, about what could help someone right now who might be struggling right. or not sure they're hearing God's voice. Right. Well, in, in, in my life, Jill, I think, I think in 2023, I think God is calling me to lead First Baptist Church to become uh, a, a greater influence on the families in Franklin County. We have recently called, really for the f- first time, uh, a full-time children's minister, uh, Anna Tidwell, is with us. We, we have had others in the past, but they were always had another responsibility. But Anna has no responsibility outside of, of, of children's ministry in the life of our church. And, and so we, uh, I, I think God is calling us to be a church that ministers to families, to help moms and dads become the primary uh, disciple maker with their children, mm-hmm. and so that that'll be our focus in in 2023. We'll be on uh, homes, 
and our children and our teenagers and because they're they're growing up in a world that I didn't grow up in they're growing up in a in a country a nation whose values uh, concerning some moral issues have totally shifted since I was mm-hmm. uh, gr- growing up and so how do you help mom and dad navigate this culture in 2023 who are trying to raise kids in the right way so that that will be our focus in, in 2023 mm-hmm. and you mentioned how how do you hear from God let me let me just talk about that for just a moment uh, I obviously you're going to pray and obviously you're going to to seek godly wisdom from people who who you trust and and you're going to read God's word those, those are things that that help you discern the will of God but let me just talk a minute that I, I recently in, in some of my reading and study and even my preaching talked about four things that keep you from hearing the will of God so if you're listening today and and you say well I'm trying to hear from God I don't know what God wants me to do I'm trying to discern what it is God will for me would be maybe there's a checklist I'm fixing to give you and if any of these things are present in your life you may need to maybe try to seek to remove them the first one is hurry we are busy busy people and, that's so true and and, yeah. and to discern the will of God you need to get away and spend time quiet by yourself alone with the Lord you know we get up we we get ourselves dressed we're off to work or we're taking kids to school and then we're off to school and then a busy day and we come home exhausted and we eat supper and we do homework and all that other stuff and we never spend quality time with the Lord so Mm -hmm. slow down Mm -hmm. is my word to you and don't hurry the second thing is is presumption if you think you know what God wants I, I know what God's will is I don't need to pray about it Think again. He may want to take you in a different way. Don't presume that you know automatically mm-hmm. what God's will is. The, the third thing is past history. If, 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 if Well, God's always done it this way before. God's always acted this way before. Well, no, God may want to take you in a different direction. He may want to show you something new in your life. So don't presume and don't just say, well, we've always done it this way before. And then the big one, Jill, is I've saved for last. If there's any known sin in your life Mm -hmm. that you're not dealing with, you've Mm -hmm. not repented of. If you're living in a lifestyle or a habit or something that you know is contrary to God's Mm -hmm. Word, you're you're never going to hear clearly from God as long as there's known sin Mm -hmm. in your life. So you need to repent of that and and, and turn away from that. Mm -hmm. Great. That is so great. And I think that all of those points will help someone. Helps me. I appreciate you doing that because we all have a lot of things that we're having to decide or want to know the answer and we're seeking the answer. But, you know, if we're doing these four things, maybe God has been silent. Right. So instead of being in a hurry, we're going to slow down. Right. Instead of presuming we know, we're going to let God. Tell us. That's right. And listen. And then he doesn't always do it the same way. Right. Right. He may be doing a new thing. Right. He, he doesn't always show you his will in the same way he's showed you his will in the past. Yeah. And then finally, any known sin, addiction, temptation, right. repent right. Exactly. and surrender. So, Well, Pepper, it's been great hearing your story. Thank you Thank so you. much for coming today and, and sharing, and congratulations on 30 years. Wow, thank you. Yeah, I'm humbled. I yes, really am. Yeah. It's, it's been a great journey. So, Would you close us in prayer? Sure, absolutely. Thank you. 
Heavenly Father, thank you today for just the opportunity to share what you're doing in my life with people who are listening this morning. I, I pray, Father, knowing that not only are you doing something in my life, you are doing, want to do something in the lives of those that are listening to us today. So, Father, those that are seeking to hear your voice, may they hear it clearly, Father. And those that have uh, never trusted you with their life, never just given it all turned everything over to you in all their ways acknowledged you father i pray they would do so today that they would just turn their complete life every compartment every area every aspect of their life over to you today father uh, maybe something they've heard will uh, prick their conscience and and they'll grow in their understanding of who you are. Thank you for Jill and the work she does every Sunday morning on Real Life, Real People. Continue to bless uh, this ministry and, and bless those who listen faithfully every Sunday. And pray that in Jesus' mighty, powerful name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Real Life, Real People Radio. If you would like to hear more episodes, simply search Real Life, Real People Radio on Apple Google, and Podbean Podcasts. And remember, every day will be a good day when you get real with God. Real Life, Real People Radio, copyrighted 2022. All rights reserved.